Welcome to New Apology with Emily and Chris. I'm Emily and I am so glad that you are deciding to spend a little time with us once again today. Chris, of course, my wonderful husband is yeah. always by my side. I'm, I'm here. Yeah, it's been a good day. It's um, exciting. So, yeah, don't forget, we are listener-supported, and there's lots of great stuff. Freshroadmedia.com, that's home base. That's where you can go to get all the great resources, encouragement in the Lord Jesus Christ. Freshroadmedia.com, you can get prayer. You can be part of the show. There's so much new stuff there, blogs and shows. And so uh, keep going back there, freshroadmedia.com. Well, our special guest is a very special friend. If you have the friend in your life that you've been serving Jesus alongside— and you just find yourself praying for them all the time because they're doing stuff all over the globe. And then you kind of think, well, maybe they're praying for me at the same time. Well, my friend like that is Steve Biondo, and Steve joins us live from Jacksonville, Florida. Hey, Steve, <laughs> glad, glad you could make it. Chris, Emily, great to see you guys. Always, always. Always, yeah. always. Now, we we started this show. I said, you know what? Al Robertson and Steve Biondo will be our first two guests because they always are. You're always our first guest. Well, Al was on. <laughs> Three months ago now, and we just finally got a time where you can join us. I'm I'm really excited to have you on the show today, bud. Thank you, man. So good to be here. Can't wait to chat a little bit. Well, first of all, I got to ask, because we have not talked face-to-face like this in, in a long time, and I haven't asked you this in years, but do you get any feedback about the Bible Idiots movie? Because if you go to Amazon, I, I, I listed everybody who was in the movie, you know, like Al Robertson and Jim Daly and, you know, just alphabetical, because how do you rank them? I mean, they're all interviewed. Erwin Lutzer. But Steve Biondo's first. So if you go to Amazon and search Bible <laughs> Idiots, it'll say directed by Chris Danielson, starring dun, dun, dun. Steve Biondo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the only place on earth where those words are ever, <laughs> ever used. Yeah. Right on, right on. Will you enjoyed being part of the project still? I loved it. And, you know, people who pick it up, yeah, it's kind of the, the friends in our circle of life will see it. Um, they might Google me or for some reason. Um, they get it and a hundred percent, there's a hundred percent of the time. So it's, you know, several, you know, conversations where folks go, that movie so inspired me to get more serious about me developing my ability to defend scripture, to defend the gospel. Um, so it really challenges people to go deeper into their apologetic. And a lot of folks have said, you know what? I didn't know those things. I didn't know that these were the truths about the scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, what the number of books, the way it's defensible, the archaeological evidence, the historical evidence, the prophetic evidence, they don't even think in those terms. So it really turned yeah. out to be, for the folks who have spent the time with it, like a stimulus to go deeper, to get smarter, and to develop their own ability to defend the faith as well as God's Word. Yeah, I have always felt like I wanted it to change hundreds of thousands of lives, and God said, no, we're going to have thousands of lives changed, and that's fine. Yeah. And never, yeah. But... But the concept was there, and it really made an impact. Um, Well, uh, here's the thing about the project, because it was very collaborative. We had so many people involved, and that's what happens. Iron sharpens iron, right? And so (laughs) we learned a lot of things. I mean, there's some things, Steve, that you said in that movie. And as as Chris and I are going over it and editing... You hear those things, you know, a hundred times in the Beyondoisms. Another word. I can't hear the term Maseratic text and not think of you. But right? that's a, that's a story oh, for later in the show. Oh, no, but there's another term, um, cartoon Jesus. Yes. I mean, Chris's congregation knows what cartoon Jesus means now. It's just a term that that we've carried with us. You said it and, and explained uh, it, and it's stuck, and it's so helpful. And so that's kind of the way it is, you know, when you come together and you you work collaboratively with the body. Yes, I said that word rightly, collaboratively. <laughs> collaboratively. With, with the body. She's a professional broadcaster. But now Chris, Chris was saying how when he thinks of you, he just thinks of that person that's praying for you, and, and he's praying for you, and you're praying for him, whatever. But when I think of you, I think of this is a guy where Christianity has impacted like every single aspect of your life. Because as we got to know you, I mean, it's like um, your your physical workouts, the food that you eat, the things that you do, the things you consume, the, the work that you do, the play that you do, the way you um, move through life with your wife even. It's like... Mm-hmm everything is centered around, every aspect of your life is centered around Christ. Talk to us mm-hmm. a little bit about that. Man, um, thank you so much. Um, it, it's um, very humbling, actually, to 
to, to, to be seen in that light. Um, my wife and I really, uh, we've lived a great life. We've lived, uh, we've been 41 years married together, still on our honeymoon. Nice. Um, so you're we, thinking it's going to last. It's going to last. It's going to last. I'm kind of hooked on her. Um, like the, the, th- the, the, the phrase that we use to remind ourselves, because we all need these memory hooks, right? Mm-hmm. The things that, and it, we, we got it, um, you know, from just studying together. Um, but the idea of being Christ exalting. So in all that we do to be Christ exalting, physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, socially, be Christ exalting. Be Christ exalting when we're driving down the highway and there's this guy in front of me driving slow in the left lane. Listen, right? Chris, I mean, listen. He's yeah. making a point. <laughs> listen to this. Well, <laughs> it's, 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 when we can, it's when we can be in those smallest, simplest places of life when we can remember to put Jesus on display in our thoughts and our words. Mm-hmm. That guy's not going to hear me, but I am going to be heard. And mm-hmm. so in those little places where it's where we can really craft our relationship with Jesus Christ. And so the big stuff, I think, is easy, like, you know, on stage, in front of people. But it's the little things when you're by yourself, it's just you and the Lord, where you can put your relationship out there and really do the work of what it mm-hmm. means to be Christ exalting. So that, so in the harder places, right, or in the more public places, actually, it's probably a little bit easier because you're kind of on, quote unquote, a stage. So that's that's been kind of the secret sauce is to remember to be Christ exalting in my thoughts and my words and my deeds. And it's a work project, right? It's always a battle. Um, but that's really kind of the impetus and the drive. And then just to do it in radical dependence upon him, because, yeah. you know, we don't got this. We don't yeah. got this. You know? If you're just if, if you're not trying to figure out who Steve Biondo is and you recognize him from the Bible Idiots movie, it says he was the vice president of Family Christian Stores at that time. Uh, Family Christian Stores uh, went out of business and nationwide and you sent in your packet. I remember praying because you don't get, you don't just turn in a resume to the Tim Tebow Foundation. It's like no. you had like this armor you know, Brinks truck, bring a, a packet this big of all of, you know, your, your yeah. elementary school grades. But I remember praying for that. But you are now the president of the Tim Tebow Foundation, and you've gotten involved in so many things. You were traveling before with the James Foundation, which was the outreach arm of Family Christian Store. So we've had you in third world countries since we met. Like, you're traveling all the time. It's like, where is Steve today? But you're settled down a little bit in Jacksonville, but you guys are still all over the world. Tell us about what's going on in in the Tim Tebow Foundation world of serving Jesus today. You bet, man. It's been my privilege. I've been here now over five years with the Tim Tebow Foundation. And it is um, no disrespect to the previous elements of my life, but this has been a privilege. God has given me this incredible opportunity to serve in one of the most unique organizations and ministries that I've ever seen. And so the, the, the foundation is committed to bringing faith, hope, and love to people in their darkest hour of need. Essentially, we fight for those who can't fight for themselves, and we serve some of the most vulnerable people on the planet Earth. We serve orphans, we serve those who are trafficked uh, in in the terrible, horrific trades of human trafficking and child sexual abuse. We serve those with special needs, and then we serve those who are medically fragile or who have complicated medical conditions or life-threatening illnesses. Mm -hmm. And we're we're privileged now to serve in 86 countries. Wow. Um, Yeah, so it's really gotten massive and God just continues to favor us. We've got global staff. We've got 25 global partners. So there are things that we do on our, on our own. We have direct care. We have our own survivor campuses. We Mm -hmm. have our own schools. We have some of our own hospitals. We have our own operations um, that uh, enable human trafficking to be fought against. We push back evil directly. Mm -hmm. And then we partner as well. And our partnerships are very strong, very unique. And we don't start a partnership and then go away. Our partnerships are long-term. They're designed to create a Catholic um, ministry in that space and then grow it to another part of the country or another part of the region that they operate in. So it's become a beautiful model. Um, We have a great leader, founder, and Tim. Tim is, he is Christ exalting. He's intentional. Mm -hmm. He's disciplined, compassionate. Um, The unique thing that I didn't know about Tim, because you just wouldn't know this, but how super smart he is, Mm. Um, he's just got an incredible perspective, a very quick mind, and this passion to keep going and going and going for one more life. And that's just infectious throughout mm-hmm. all, of TT, all of TTF. Yeah. Yeah. And him and I, uh, when we stand next to each other, th- people think we're twinsies. <laughs> they yeah. do. They got to, when you guys were here, <laughs> it was just so confusing. I looked up and I, 
Yeah. Is that Chris? Is that TiVo? Who is it? You know? Wow. Hey, all I can tell you is, is when we were about to take that picture and I leaned in his ear and I said, people are going to think we're twinsies. He busted out laughing. So we got that going. <laughs> yeah, But I do. I love um, because you refer to the people that you help as MVPs. And, yes. And you, you said the, the term earlier, most vulnerable people. And yeah. just listening to the vast array of people that you do reach out to, what's really incredible when you think about it is that anybody could you know, at the drop of a hat, become yeah. one of those most vulnerable people. I mean, it, it's an outreach to everyone, potentially. To your, to your neighbor, to the person in the line at the grocery store. It is mm -hmm. being, being, I love the way Jesus made it so simple for us. Love God, love people, put the interest of others ahead of your own. And yeah. he's given all of us amazing gifts, right? So if we just have this, I have a simple mission statement. Um, Hard to execute, but simple to say. And it's real simple. Wake up, serve, repeat. Wake up, serve, repeat. <laughs> and boy, so it's clarifying all day long, right? Steve, so you know, we are writing a leadership book, which uh, I'm still struggling <laughs> to get the manuscript to you. But uh, that time. book you just described ain't going to sell. It's, there's only two pages. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. There's, there's more to that story. But, All right. But, but. All right. I thought I had it at, at repeat. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, serve, repeat. Keep going, That's bro. That's a good motto. That's yeah, a great keep, motto. Keep going. Well, that's, you know, I found, I think we all have, when we are serving, we are the most like Jesus. When we're serving, mm -hmm. we are at our best. Actually, we're, yeah. our, we're, we're the most powerful, right? Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and uh, if we could, as a nation, as a community, as a church, as a neighborhood, as a family, serve one another, all this nonsense that's spinning on, you know, going on and spinning on around us, a lot of it would disappear. Yeah. That we, we went by serving each other, uh, find incredible joy. We find incredible joy. Um, but we also find that we can have incredible impact on other people. Mm -hmm. And we're set free when we serve. Um, we just aren't worrying about ourselves. You know, people come away from these mission trips, right? Best week of my life. But what happened? You just, you were focused on somebody other than yourself for a whole week. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it's not, it's, it's, so it's just, capturing that in our daily lives yeah that we find so much joy we put jesus on display that is christ exalting and he's equipped us and called us to do so so simple yeah. statement hard to execute because we get in the way all the time but boy what a sweet sweet consideration yeah. so that's emily that's that's the sauce right that we live in yeah because uh, it's really what we're created to do and so mm -hmm. if like anything that has been created if you're using it in a way that it's not supposed to be used it either gets broke or it ruins something. But when you're using it in the way that it's supposed to be used, it's mm -hmm. like you said, the word sweet is, a, is the perfect word. There's okay. nothing sweeter. And we were created to love God and love one another. Well, let me just jump in here, Steve. I know we got about six minutes, seven minutes left with you. I want to turn the table a little bit. I want to talk a little bit more serious now uh, about mm -hmm. taking it. Well, we not not no. It's not that we've been unserious, but I'd like to go into the reality of pure phone, pure computer. Mm, and, gotcha. and Jim Caviezel's movie finally made it to the screen. And look yeah. what God's doing with it. I mean, it's and you guys have the Tim Tebow Foundation at whatever <laughs> level you can talk about it, because some some's confidential. I get it. But you mm -hmm. guys have been in this battle for a long time. In fact, uh, when I got to come and hang out with you in Jacksonville, and you know, by the way, if you don't know, Tim, uh, Steve is the president of the Tim Tebow Foundation. Your staff loves you. You love your staff. I, I got to sit in on a staff meeting. That was really, really cool. And you guys are your hearts in it. But this was one thing that you guys have been doing for a lot longer than the the movie. You know, just coming out and getting everybody's attention. T take us yeah. through where you've been and where we're going with this, because uh, my. My fellowship here, the church that I serve, I've got guys and gals here, I think, that really want to get on board and do something in this space. Yeah, good. Yeah, I'll try to talk through a quick progression. But human trafficking is, I think, one of the most horrific evils on the planet. And there's two forms of human trafficking. And the movie that's out is very good. Um, I haven't seen it, but I've read a lot of reviews from our partners, and they really, they, they, they really do give it a very strong mark. So, but it does expose the street crime of human trafficking, and it's evil and it's horrific. And we need to know about that. And that's one aspect. The other aspect is what is going on online. And that's child sexual abuse material that is literally for, uh, it's just, it's the viewing of children in, in, on the open source internet or on the dark web who are being raped, who are being mutilated, who are being hurt. Mm 
And sometimes it's happening in this country, sometimes it's being filmed in another country, but there is live streaming of this horrific stuff and it is horrendous. And there's a thousand more, this is FBI statistics, a thousand more crime sets in the online space than there is with the street crimes and brothels and, mm. and, and massage parlors and those kind of things. So both are horrific and both need to be defeated. Um, the difficulty is, is that it's just it's an advancing crime set because more and more people are engaging in it. Mm -hmm. And so we, we are in the fight in many ways from prevention and awareness, helping create policy, working with lobbyists, working with our, our policymakers in Washington, D.C. for better laws, for um, more freedom for law enforcement to fight this. We are working with law enforcement. We are funding certain operations. We have our own capabilities where we work around the United States and around the globe to do the rescues, to bring children, adults, people who are being abused by this horrific crime to safe places. And then we do a lot of that work internationally. Well, we're, we're training <laughs> national police and doing the work that's necessary to safeguard and protect. Um, and then we have a whole army of people that have joined us, people who help fuel uh, what we do, there's givers. And then we have our own uh, aftercare. So we do have mm. um, our, ca our capability both in the United States and abroad um, that is doing survivor care, that is helping with the restoration of these precious lives, both those who are trafficked on the street and those who are victims of the crime called um, online sexual exploitation materials or CSAM. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, that's, so, and that's what we're tackling with the pure phone, pure computer, because yeah. if we can, if, Let me if hit can that cut real down quick. on the need, yeah. Yeah, and so pornography drives a lot of what's going on, especially in the online space. And, and every, every click in the online space, because we know how the digital media works, is a vote for more porn. So, you know, our challenge to men that I meet with, to our church, to individuals, people come up to us all the time and go, how can I help with anti-human trafficking? How can I help fight this evil? Well, we can all take that question really, really seriously and take it to heart because every one of us, every one of us cannot click on pornography. Don't even click on soft porn because it's all categorized by these digital environments as they want to go create more. This whole industry advances because people who are addicted to porn, people who are clicking on bad things, they want new stuff. They want a new child, a new type of crime, a new type of abuse. And so when we don't click on things, we are beginning to fight against this horrific crime set. Mm. And so the challenge is, and this is something that we ha I think we can and should do. Like I have a promise to my wife, and it's been for decades now, um, but you know, we've had these around for, you know, 15 years for sure. Yeah. I can, I can give her my phone at the end of any day, at the end of any day. And she mm -hmm. can look at anything in my phone or my computer and know that this has not done wrong. This has not done evil. I have not right. done evil through this device today. So if everybody would, if we just say, what do I, what can I do right now? All of us can make sure we don't pick, click on soft porn or hard porn. What's soft porn, right? Soft porn is that little thing that says, let me show you the hotties in the swimsuit, you know, that's soft porn. It leads mm -hmm. to a yes for, for harder porn in the digital environment, in the digital world. So if we can present clean phones to our families, to our children, yeah. to one another, to our accountability partners, we've begun to fight back against the evil. These small things make a big difference. Yeah. And by the way, porn is so addictive that it hurts us in our relationships, our normal relationships. It can be a deep um, um, betrayer liar to us about what's right what's just what's appropriate what's normal mm -hmm. and what's we, good and all, what's not what's good. good what's and it also has this terrible addictive effect on mm. the brain um and yeah. it demands more and more more egregious um, um pornography more violent more hands-on and we just want to protect our lives our our brains our hearts and our relationships by fighting back and one yeah. of the practical tools all this can do is a pure phone a pure phone a pure phone yeah. Yeah. One day at a time, one hour at a time. I love that. I really love that. And and even just between parents and kids, that mm -hmm. can be difficult because, par you know, kids will, you don't trust me. And, you know, Chris and I used to tell our kids, <laughs> bingo, you're right, I don't. Um, but, yeah, just teaching our kids to be open to accountability like that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a cell phone but guess what? This is how it's going to work. We need to be accountable yeah. to one another. So that is really... Uh, that's amazing. And that can help all of us who eventually have to get into that digital world at some point. Yeah, for sure. Steve Biondo, president of Tim Tebow Foundation. I know 
Uh, we're, our time is up uh, with what you've committed to us. Um, but you got to come back, man. You got to yeah. make this a regular stop, quarterly at least. I mean, and, and give us updates on what's going yeah. on. We barely got to get into it. Uh, um, you know, giving you final thoughts that you want to leave with our yeah. audience today. What at your first appearance? We get thirty minutes with mm-hmm. you. What, what, what do you want to end with? Because I want to keep bring you back, and we got to keep doing this pure phone conversation with the men of America Amen. for sure. Amen. Amen. I think what I would leave is that our our relationship with Jesus Christ is in these small things that when we can be Christ exalting, when we are alone, when we are driving by ourselves, when we are alone in our technology, when we can be Christ exalting there, we begin to win the battle of putting him on display in all the other public areas of our life. So let's just do the work intentionally, Mm -hmm. humbly, we surrender our own selfish desires to be Christ exalting in the quiet places when nobody's looking, when nobody's watching, but we are in our relationship with our with our Savior, and that's the intimacy that we desire so much. So be pure, be righteous, be Christ exalting in the small places. That's where it starts. Thank you so much, Steve, for being a guest, for spending some time with us. Uh, you know we're praying for you, and this whole bringing the human trafficking to light is really a really good work, so keep on keeping on. We Absolutely. love that time, Joe. Yeah, I appreciate you, bud. Don't forget, go to freshroadmedia.com for all things, including Mike Shaw's brand new show, Jesus is Coming Soon. But Mike's our special guest right around the corner with Right On Way Off. You're listening to... <laughs> no apology. No, I went to... no apology. I, I, I swear to you, I, I went to hit the bumper music, and I, I think I hit end recording. I'm going to have to check with Mike Shaw on that. <laughs> All right, we're back in a sec. Welcome back to No Apology with Emily and Chris. Don't forget, freshroadmedia.com is the place to go for all things No Apology, all things Fresh Road. Lots of stuff going on there. Check it out. Lots of stuff. And yeah, we really good interview that we just had with Steve Biondo. That was yeah, pretty awesome. That was great. I actually have another Biondoism. What happened from him when he said, you know, he was talking about <clears throat> people in your way in traffic, and he said um, that guy can't hear me, but I am heard. Mm. I thought that was really, really interesting, and you can apply that to other things. You know, yeah. like that person can't see me. <laughs> but I am seen. That, I, I like that. That's encouraging, and that can keep you on the straight and narrow. Well, let's turn to right on way off, a segment let's that we it. have just embraced with all of our being. And that means that Mike <laughs> Shaw is here, and we're going to talk about Mike's new show at the end of the segment. Uh, but, Mike, welcome to the broadcast again. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Ta-da-da. awesome. We need a drum roll. All right, Emily, it yes. is up to you. Right on way off. Where are we going? Very first question. Well, because of our interview that we had and just how... How precious children are, and and we need to protect them and and take care of them, and the responsibility that we have towards them. I thought let's focus our right on way off on children. On children, let's do that. Uh, Question number one: Sugar makes children hyper. Is that right on or way off? Children may, or I mean, not children. (laughs) Sugar makes children hyper. Well, I mean, Chris? children make sugar hyper, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, that happens. I'm going right on. Okay. Yeah, because there's nothing like uh, taking my granddaughters back home and stopping off for some pixie sticks just before we get there. And I can't find, can you guys find pixie sticks anymore? I mean, that's that's real deal. I mean, yeah. you're pouring flavored sugar right in. I right. mean, that's yeah, That's the all ticket. it really is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the girls get all wound up and I, you know, we're telling jokes and laughing and then, ah, see you, Dana. It's fun. That's our daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what do you think? Sugar makes children hyper. Right on. Of course it does. <laughs> of course. It makes me hyper. <laughs> At least I think it does. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, find some pixie sticks when we're done recording yeah, just to see if they're still available. Mm-hmm. Or you remember the ones that are kind of like the same kind of powder? Yeah, and there was a like a stick you would you would dipstick the dipsticks. dipsticks. Yep. What? I'm yep. sorry, what? <laughs> that's what they were called. That is not politically correct. Wait a minute. Yeah, it had, the, it had the little white it had the white chalky thing that you lit. That was yeah, candy. And then, that was yeah, candy yeah, and then you too. dipped it into right. the different pouches to get yep. your blueberry or grape flavor or whatever. Yeah. Can you find dipsticks anymore? I don't don't I answer don't know. that question. You know, you have to go to one of those really old candy stores. Yeah. They are out there. But, or a Democratic yeah. convention, one of the two. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna. I have the but don't bump sound effect, and I didn't even get it ready for that. I like it. What do you, what do you say? 
Yeah, I'm going to say way off. And the reason for that is they've done a little research. And while, mm-hmm. yes, sugar does give you that energy spike or that energy boost uh, because it spikes some levels in in your body or whatever, um, it doesn't make your kids hyper per se. In other words, if your kids have some sugar and then you notice an energy boost in the way that they're acting, that's who they are. It's not the sugar's fault. <laughs> and so that's just a normal burst of energy that they would already have. So Mike it. and I are wrong? <laughs> I don't Well, it. it does. It gives your children an energy boost. No question about that. But it does not make them hyper. Uh, okay. okay. See, I was using slang in my I mind see. again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, let's grow up. And what is Put per on se? Your big boy. Hey, I, I, would eat a lot of, I would eat a lot of sugar as a kid. And my mom would say, quit being so hyper. Right. Uh, no, Everyone mom. I'm experiencing an energy boost. <laughs> no. There you go. Now you know, kids. You were just a hyper kid. All right. That's all no. there what is. What is this to per it. se you're talking about? Is that a new cologne? <laughs> per, per se. Per se. se. <laughs> yeah, what's a candy company? I can't even think uh, of it. All right, Em, what's next? Per se by Mars. All right, question number two. Children are our future, so they should always come first. Children are our future. So they should always come first. And am I going first? Or? Uh, I don't know how. How do you want to do it? Uh, I'll you, jump in. Yes, I don't you mind. go first. Absolutely you go first. not. Okay. <laughs> I'm a way off on that, and I think people have got their priorities all messed up from, uh, you know, the last 150 years or so. There's yeah. been a slow churn to where I'm not saying children aren't valuable, and I'm not saying they're not our future. Right. I'm just saying that I'm done with the kid cult. There you go. Everybody is all about the kids. It's about the kids. It's about the kids. Well, let them be kids then. Yeah. We are now living in a world where you, you know, there's a reason that we don't let seven and 10 year olds make decisions. (laughs) There's a reason we don't let them drive cars or vote or buy cigarettes. Okay. Um, But apparently they can change their gender if they want. (laughs) Right. So I'm just telling you that when, you know, our kids... You're, you're and my kids. I believe that because of you and me mm-hmm. and who we really are, mm-hmm. our kids only had one chance, and that was Jesus. And when That's Jesus true. came into our life, Amen. we decided early on to make our marriage a priority. Okay. And that's how we were able to do People are like, how could you work on the air together for 18 years in front of thousands (laughs) of people every day? Because we were about each other. Yes. And we were about uh, our kids came from us. That's why Emily and I have never had an empty nest Situation. I mean, we miss our kids. We There's do. no doubt about that. But, but it's we're not at a loss. In I any would way, much shape, rather. I would much rather my yeah. children are out multiple states away from me, being successful, living their life, being happy, mm-hmm. and I get to call them and be a part of it as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, rather than living down the street and being miserable and you know <laughs> dependent on right. something or someone. I, right. I raise my kids to at least get it done, and also having uh, no empty nest syndrome allows me to freely walk around my house naked whenever I want. TMI, dude. (laughs) This is supposed to be family friendly, isn't it? Maybe not. I don't know. There's no promise there. Check, (laughs) please. I'm out. All right. With that statement, I don't do that. That was a joke that, thank you for the groaner, Mike. (laughs) I can't wait till you get your show and I come on. I'm going to groan at everything you say. How about about this afternoon then? Hey, there you go. There are times Uh when I'm sitting around our house Uh and I will start to think of young families that go to my church, and I'll mm-hmm. start praying for the parents. Oh, yeah. And and, really and I pray for the parents to be an influence on the children. I don't necessarily pray for the children to grow up and be, you know, to be the priority so they can be an influence on their parents. That's right. not how it works. In the ancient times, children, when they came up, they, they were actually given the responsibility of then taking care of their parents. Right, right. So the parents' inheritance that came to them wasn't for them. Like it is now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We get it when they die. Back in the ancient days, inheritance would come down to the kids so they could take care of the parents. There That's you go. why the Bible talks about the honor your father and mother. Of life. All right. I've overtalked my stay, Mike. You're Do you have <laughs> any words left to add to this? Children are our future, so they should always come first, right on, or way off. That statement is way off. Way off. Chris was right on. <laughs> um, para los niños has gotten way out of hand. What does that mean? For, for the, the children. <laughs> for the children. Oh, yeah. the I'm sorry. My, my Spanish. Para los niños. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my Spanish is not grande. <laughs> 
no bueno, no bueno. So it's, I I mean, it really, it really took off, I think, during the Clinton administration, because whenever they wanted to pass something ridiculous, Mm -hmm. it was always for the kids. It's Mm -hmm. not the way it is. For the kids. Yeah. Now, when I was growing up, we were buying candied cigarettes. (laughs) Now, if you remember this, maybe you guys did this. Yeah. I remember in pottery class, like in first grade, making an ashtray for my parents. Right. You. They they would call CPS on your parents now if you did that. Remember those toy rifles and guns with the pop. Things, yeah, yes. roles that you put in them. Yep, yep. You know, we taught kids about that as yeah. we let them play that as well. And it was it was good because it's like, okay, you're going to be doing this when you're older. I remember my um, dad would take us out target shooting. And when we were done, we had to clean the guns. Yeah, and I, I was probably about 10 or 12 years old. And I'm like, Dad... Why do we have to do this? I liked the shooting aspect of it, and yeah. I'm like, why do I, why do we, why do you have why do we have to do this? And he said, because Emily, when you get older, if you're ever in a situation where there is a gun present, I want you to know how to handle it. Yeah, see, that's and good so, parenting. Yeah, right that's there. good parenting. And then Continue, Mike. Since moving here to Iowa too, yeah. and and th- this was the case in Texas too. There's a lot of great traditional families still out there mm-hmm. that don't put the entire focus on their kids. In other words. You know, when I grew up, it was kids should be seen and not heard. Amen. To that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And it's, so it's like you, you, you were put in your proper place, mm-hmm. yes. which was, you know, I'm a kid. I am not responsible yet. I am still learning. I'm still right. dependent on my parents. Yeah. They are still uh, the boss of me. They're mm-hmm. smarter than you. Yeah, You're yeah. a kid. We had, we had specific <laughs> lanes that we had to stay in as yeah, kids. Right. Mm-hmm. And we were loved. Yep. We were honored. We yeah. were respected. We were cared yeah. for. But we stayed in our lane. Mm-hmm. And there's a meme out there. It's two frames. The top frame is, it says, um, pre-1985. And then it, it, it's, or 1990, it was one of those two dates, because that's when everything flipped, by the way. Yeah. Pre-1990, uh, it's three people in the frame. It's the teacher, mm-hmm. and it's the mom and dad, and they're having, obviously, pe- t- parent-teacher conferences. Right. Oh, this is and, and maybe there was a kid in there, too. And in pre-1990, it was the teacher and the parents were both looking angrily at the kid. Yep. Yes. And it said, the scores need to improve. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the bottom one was the three, the three, the parents and the child, angrily looking at the teacher saying, the scores need to improve. Oh, that's right. so good. It was yeah. so good. That's so good. Because if you got in trouble <laughs> at school, you got in much more trouble at, at home. home. Yeah. And exactly. now, not, not now. No, no, no. And no. Now Your you've parents come and make the tr- teacher get in trouble. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's getting turned on its head uh, yeah. to the point where it's just so ridiculous uh-huh. that, you know, they want... They want, and I saw um, this kind of ties in back to Steve Biondo and, yes. and also Sounds of Freedom because they are wanting to give... Uh, children much more responsibility it's all about the age of consent yeah. mm. and if you yeah. can consent to um you know changing your gender without your parents permission if you exactly. can consent you if go. you could become a voter that sort of thing it's it's indoctrination right it leads to uh, pedophiles are 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 doing this to yeah. to get your kids and we need to return to our traditional values, which, again, is still alive and well in the United States. Right, but, right. But, um, you know, don't let the culture inform you to make your kids a victim. Exactly. It is not. So you're it, that's how way off that statement exactly. is. Exactly. I'm going to totally agree with you. And it, um, you're totally agreeing with both of us. Totally agreeing with both of you. I Write know. down the date and time. Dun, 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 wait, wait. Let's see if Jesus returns. <laughs> hang on. Hang on. All right. All right go I'm ahead. ready. Go ahead, Em. Because here's the deal. When you put those parameters around kids and you let them know, look, I'm in charge. You know what that gives your children? That gives your children security. They don't have to be the ones to make the decisions, then live with the decisions that they made. We're seeing that, Mike, you had uh, mentioned, you know, just the stuff that the kids are going through, like what Steve Biondo was talking about. We're looking at transgenderism. And now we're seeing kids who made those decisions as adolescents, and now they're adults, and they're, and they're, Many of them. Yeah, they're just beside themselves. How could a grown adult let that happen to me? And so, um, yeah, it gives them a sense of security. It gives them that security gives them then confidence. Yeah, we have to protect. I look at my I look at my granddaughter. I look at my granddaughter Riley, Mm -hmm. and when she was five years old, Mm -hmm. or even up to six, or even maybe seven, she's Mm -hmm. eleven now. Mm -hmm. um, To say that she could become a princess, a Disney princess. 
uh, she would have done it. Right. Yeah. No yeah. question. Yeah. Then after that, it was gymnastics, yeah. and now it's dance. And yeah. I mean, you know, you know, and I, I want her to get the full experience of whatever mm-hmm. my daughter, her mother, puts her through. I want her to see all of what yeah. she can do. Expose them to as much as you can. But yeah. she was not, and is not, even at eleven, qualified to make life changing decisions. Exactly. Bill Maher, who I love, Bill Maher because I I just like his stand up vibe. But him and I disagree on almost everything on the planet that's and he changing w- it is changing because <laughs> yeah. he can't handle it I mean, right. he, yep. he's you know, seeing it he's seeing he, it and, yeah. and bill maher was the kind of guy he he made a movie that i just detested called uh, religiosity mm-hmm. where he basically trashes all religion says atheism is the only way to go mm-hmm. i agree with him on one point and yes i do like bill maher i mean i there's certain stand-up comics that i like the you know the craft you know the 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 stand up craft. Right. Bill Maher's really good. Yeah, real good time. Okay, and and, and, and not only that, but he's likable. Yeah. And he came out and he said, "Thank God that when I was seven years old and I wanted to be a pirate so bad, yeah. that my parents didn't take me in for eye patch and and peg leg surgery." Exactly. <laughs> That's, yeah. that's, exactly that's exactly what it is. What it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, you guys might be familiar with this uh, quote, but maybe not the person who gave the quote. His name is Theodore Hesburgh. He was a priest. He was really instrumental in the framing of the civil rights movement, but he was the one that was first quoted as saying the most important thing a father can do for his children is not give them a college education, not give them everything they want, but the most important thing a father can do for his children is to love his wife. And I've mm-hmm. even heard Dobson refer to that as well. Yep. The best thing you can do for your kids is is show that love for your wife and vice versa, the wife mm-hmm. for the husband. But But the husband loving the wife is really, really a powerful thing. And it's interesting because he doesn't use the word um, mother, he doesn't say fathers love the children's mother. He says love the wife because there's different fam- family dynamics. Things mm-hmm. change, whatever. But he said love your wife. So if you're a husband and you love your wife, that is the most powerful thing that you can do for your kids. And that is not putting your kids first. Mm-hmm. That's putting your wife first. Mm-hmm. But your kids grow in security and confidence when they see you doing is, that. Is there a right on way off question in there? Or was that just uh, a, no. Emily going on the soapbox? <laughs> that was the sum up on this right right on way off. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Emily yeah. Danielson as she Couldn't tells you, be... love your wife, you loser. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be more right on if you tried, okay, right? So okay, last question. Are you Was ready? that not the question? That was not the question. Okay, what is the... I thought that was the, the question. The okay. la- <laughs> That was the sum up of the last question. Yes. Right, here we go. All okay. right. The last question. Children should be thought of as a heritage and a reward from God. Right on, way off, Chris. Yeah. Right on. Okay. They should be thought about that. Yeah. Going back to your other one when you said the best <laughs> thing that a guy can do is is, is uh, love his wife. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would I would say I don't disagree with that, but I have a different answer. And the word best is where I'm attacking that sentence because mm-hmm. I believe. That that is a wonderful thing, and that could be considered a best practice. Mm-hmm. But the very best thing biblically a man can do for his child is to lay his hands on them and play a, pray a blessing on them as they're getting ready to be adults. I like it. That goes yeah. into Scripture. Look I at Jacob when he blessed totally each one of his agree. children, and, and look at Abraham to, and Isaac and all the I'm whole nine things. I'm going to have to look this up but because I, I, I don't remember who it is, but it's somebody very prominent like Abraham Lincoln or something. I can't remember who it is. But they said, um, show me that you love your wife, otherwise don't talk to me about God. Yeah. No, I get if it. You, you know no, what I mean? Yeah, and I don't know so, where that fit into the right yeah. on way and off, I, but then we go I back think, to the esteeming the children. Yeah. Uh, how does it actually worded? What's your question right on way off worded? Which one? The second one? No, or the, the, the one we're on right now. Oh, children should be thought of as your heritage and a reward from God. Yeah, but more than that, if that's all you think of, I'm way off. If, if, if that's part of a larger picture, I'm right on. Okay. All right. If, if, if. Mike, <laughs> you got any ifs in there? <laughs> so uh, it is right on. I mean, yep. your kids should be a heritage. And mm-hmm. what was the other one? Uh, uh, considered a reward from God. Now, they are a reward yeah. from God. The Bible they says they are oh, a reward bing, from bing, God. Oh, bing, bing, bing. Arrows in the quiver. Arrows in the quiver, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I use that a lot. Right. And especially, you know, back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, when... You, you ever play Oregon Trail? Yeah. You know, <laughs> Timmy died from dysentery right. <laughs> somewhere in Missouri. Poor Timmy. What a game. <laughs> I know. Come on, children. It's like, but 
uh, Timmy's gone, and but we still have Johnny and Jim. Yes. So, but they can't carry water yeah. the way Timmy did. Right. Too bad he drank so much he got dysentery. We'll miss him. <laughs> but you know that was a we got to teach a new kid to how to boil water first. Exactly. Yeah. Children were very valuable. Yes. Parents knew the value of those children, yeah. and mm-hmm. it was much more common back in the day that not all of your children would necessarily make it to adulthood. Right. Um, that has changed. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Um, where it is more likely that they'll make it through to adulthood, but need. Needless to say, back then, even though, like Mike, you were saying, mm-hmm. better to be seen than heard or, yeah. or whatever Oh, yeah, it was. my parents told me that all the time. Yeah. The, there <laughs> the was, few times they saw me. Right. There <laughs> was this view, though, that children were extremely valuable. Right. They were valuable to the parents, not just in the physical, but but in the spiritual as well. well yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so I remember I don't, you guys are almost as old as I am. I was my dad's remote for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, and if you have a farm, I mean, the kids are working the farm. Absolutely. You know, all Absolutely. of that stuff. So, I mean, you know, it's all part of the family unit. Yep. Even going back to what Chris said earlier about an inheritance, um, you know, back in the day, and we've gotten away from this a little bit, but things were so much more multi-generational where True. you had all the generations together. living together. Yeah. And, you know, doing things together, yeah, yeah, and taking care of each and other. And now we segregate everything into yeah. age groups. Yeah, and, and so, so it's not it's not so much the case anymore, and yeah. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, certainly, you know, your kids as a heritage and a and a blessing from God. Yes, absolutely. Well, I'm really glad you said it, Mike. That yeah, it actually does come from Scripture. That behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The Fruit of the womb is a reward, and it really makes me think back to our interview with Steve Biondo. Okay. And what if we taught everyone that? What if everybody perceived kids as just that, a heritage from the Lord and a reward from him? What a different world we would live in, huh? And again, I'm saying that's that's awesome. But there's so much more to mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so, absolutely. Again, I'm absolutely. always looking for your trick words. <laughs> I know. See, but I got you. That was my point. I, I had you thinking, I even in that last question that was so biblically sound, you're like, okay, what's the trick word in there? <laughs> right. But that's good. I mean, we should approach everything like that with now, a little bit of discernment. I, wa- I want to thank everybody for spending your time with us. Thank you so much for being yeah. a part of the broadcast. Yeah. Don't forget FreshRoadMedia.com. We are listener-supported, and we're launching another new show this week. In fact, Mike Shaw, your new yes. show is yeah. coming out on FreshRoadMedia.com. And even though, if we're just being honest and letting you know the need, we we are financially really in, in a rough shape. I mean, we're just going to keep going and trusting God, but yep. go to FreshRoadMedia.com. It doesn't matter what the amount is. If you'd just like to stand with us, it sure would encourage these two other people on the screen here because <laughs> they're all in on this deal. And uh, Mike, tell us a little bit about the, the show yeah. that's coming up. Uh, it's Jesus is Coming Soon with Mike Shaw. And we're just yep. tell us a little bit about it because we've gotten away from the news headlines here to talk more Um Christian living, like Christians can have fun. Christians can joke around. Christians can can say, you know what? Yeah, my kids moved out, so I walk around the house naked. And it shouldn't be that (laughs) offensive in this culture. It should be, hey. Adam and Eve did it. They did. (laughs) Yeah. And fruit of the womb. Is that an underwear brand? (laughs) It's the fruit of the womb, guys. Who knew the underwear was a takeoff of the Bible? See, it's everywhere. Even my dogs want me to have a robe on. Okay. <laughs> That's true. I, I, wasn't, so, I wasn't scoffing that you do it. It's just we, we didn't need to do it. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. No, I, I, I understand yeah. TMI sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, Anyway, went for a joke. It fell flat. It's all right. You move on. You know, yeah. you don't, you don't, if you bat a thousand percent, then either people are. Kissing your backside, or not, you're the funniest person in the history of the world. It did not fall flat. We're still having fun at your expense. I didn't think it fell flat at all. I wanted a gut buster, <laughs> and you guys just gave me a little yeah. chuckle. And Mike, you actually <laughs> visibly, audibly groaned. Uh, okay, <laughs> so. You're not wrong. There we I mean, we can back it up. It was appropriate. Yeah, but hey, remember. This is a live radio. This is download, so we can back it up and yeah. let's do it again. Remember Johnny Carson? His funniest stuff was when he bombed. I know. know. And when I used to you do improv, correct. when I used to do improv, that was a that was a, a thing that uh, my director, his name was Marty Jonas, and he, he's a great acting coach, but he said that that was a gift that uh, I had and another wow. kid named Dustin Buchanan had. And he said, you can't create it. Either you have it or you don't. Okay. And he said, nobody can bomb on stage like you two, so just go for it. Right. And it was like a green light, so we would just start trying stuff. And it was amazing oh, how much so stuff fun. would work yeah. because other stuff worked that we tried, 
But if the, you know, it wouldn't work if we had just done it without that yeah. freedom. Anyway, so failing the point is of like the matter. Gifting. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> how did we get to failing being my gifting when we we're trying to introduce Mike Shaw's show? Oh, right. All right. Yeah. Our show uh. has moved slightly away from news headlines. That doesn't mean we're not going to do news headlines. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily's show is going to be more about Christian living, showing that we can have fun, we can have insight, we can be parents, we can be uh, faithful uh, spouses, we can do these things. And defend the gospel. And defend the gospel and, and have some apologetics woven throughout. This show, No Apology with Emily Danielson, is still getting its sea legs. Or No Apology with Emily and Chris is still... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying Case to dis- in point. I'm not trying to distance myself from the show officially. <laughs> Subconsciously, maybe a little bit. No, I joke. Um, but no apology with Emily and Chris. That's still morphing, still morphing. Mike, what about your show? Okay, so the Your show yeah. takes the pressure of us to have headlines away. Yeah. Now you can you're gonna come on our show and be a guest, yeah. and we're gonna still have some fun and we're still gonna have some news headlines. And you guys are gonna be on my show. But yeah. I know. Tell us what we can expect when we tune in to Jesus is Coming Soon with Mike Shaw. So turn uh, turn your browsers to freshroadmedia.com <laughs> and click go. on Jesus is Coming Soon with Mike Shaw, and you can read along with me. Because uh, Rev- <laughs> uh, this is the blurb I put on there. Okay. okay. Uh, You're going to read us the blurb? Well, yeah, it's, it's in my hand. I'm not it. reading it. It's, yeah. it's, it's, okay. I wrote it, so I can't oh, remember. Okay. So uh, in Revelation, we know that uh, there is a one-world government coming, mm-hmm. a one-world religion coming, mm-hmm. a one-world currency system coming, mm-hmm. and we are seeing those events unfold for such a time as this right rapidly. in front of our eyes. Rapidly. Right. And so we're going to be talking about news headlines about mm-hmm. what's going on. For example, FedNow was launched July first. Mm-hmm. The digital currency for the mm-hmm. United States, yeah. And what and and they're making it sound all. This can be in the first show. Uh, in fact, I have the first commercial for FedNow about how they're talking about instant payments and oh, much yeah. less li- likely so to, to bounce a check. And it's convenient, 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 safe and, and secure. Yeah, safe right. and secure. And so, and it'll help the children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it will. Para los niños. Para um, los niños. So. Uh, so that'll be setting up the one world currency and then the implications of that. So that'll be right. part of the first show Interesting. As, as an example. So we're going to try and find, well, it's not going to be hard to find, but we're <laughs> going to take the news and just show you how all of these things are unfolding yep. so that we can know what what, what time it is on mm-hmm. the there clock. There you go. That's it right there. Jesus is coming soon. <laughs> and so this is going to illustrate, hey, if you're a Christian, you need to stay close to God. Get yeah. close to God. Stay close to God. If you're not a Christian, get in the family, yeah. uh, because Jesus. Once Jesus comes back, it's going to be um, depending on. And we'll also talk about the different raptures: <laughs> pre-trib, yeah. mid-trib, post-trib, and uh, I'm, I'm and a, pan-trib and pan-trib. <laughs> I'm a pan-tribber. Ultimately, everyone should be, but mm-hmm. yeah. I lean pre-trib. And so, if Jesus comes and snatches uh, the church out of here, yeah. uh, and you are left behind. Uh, then it's going to be much harder for those people left behind True. to become Christians. Yeah. Some say it's, it will be impossible. Yeah. Some do say that. So that puts the whole Left Behind series in the trash bin. But anywho. Anywho. Right. <laughs> so, that, I mean, so that's kind of the new segment of the show. Plus we'll have interviews with pastors yeah. and other people, d- testimonies, looking, that sort of thing. I'm looking forward to it because, you mm-hmm. know, not only does he tell us, yeah. you know, time is coming, but he also prepares us. He yeah. says, okay, so this is what, this is how you need to prepare. This is how you need to live. This is mm-hmm. what you need to do. God has informed us. He has revealed everything to us in his word. And so being able to read his word, look at the realities around you today, that is what is going to navigate you on that narrow road Mm -hmm. that leads to life. Yeah. Encourage each other, even as we see the time approaching. Yes. Keep looking up. Maranatha. (laughs) Maranatha, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I want to leave you with a final thought. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. We were talking about kids. We we had Steve Biondo on. Mike Shaw's new show is going to fill a void. Our show is filling a void, and we cannot be all things to all people. Right. But there's a reason why we're trying to break through with a with a with the messaging that needs to be done today. There are so many people who have accepted Christ who are living defeated spiritual lives. Yeah. There are also a lot of people who think they've accepted Christ, but all they did was try to add something to what they got going on, and they never really fell forward. They're not backsliders because they never slid forward the first place, right? And then there's authentic Christians, and authentic Christians, they need spiritual food in a variety of ways. Mm-hmm. And we can we are consumers of content as Americans. Yeah. And in this consuming mentality, 
we need something like Fresh Road Media. And let me just tell you why. In the year 2000, we had something flip that I think is incredibly important for people to understand. There were surveys done uh, in the 60s, 70s, and 80s through the television world. And Mike, you come out of the television world. I spent some yep. time there, but not like you. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is, is that uh, the number one thing to get people's emotions churning mm-hmm. was an impoverished child. If you showed mm. an impoverished child, number two was a puppy, mm-hmm. number three was a kitten. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds right. After 2000, kittens are number one, puppies are number two, and kids are number three. Wow. Wow. Think wow. about that. Yeah. That's crazy. They, That's interesting, though. There was, a, there was yeah. a news broadcast in 2007. I remember it because we, we covered this on the Chris and Emily show. And you were our news director at that time, Mike, so I don't know if you came on our show and talked about it, but I don't know if you guys remember this. There was a situation that happened where there were refugees in a third world country. You know, the, the, there's smoke on the streets because of the gunfire. Okay, they showed two kids huddled by a dumpster. And then they showed a stray cat running across the street. And the news organization received like something like 113 calls to see how they could help the situation. Two asked about the children. Over a hundred asked how they could adopt that cat. Wow! Do you remember that story? We did it on the Chris and Emily show. I vaguely do. I vaguely do. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, that's something to think about. That's why we need to be strong. Emily, yeah. your final thoughts, and then I'll take us out at your oh, show. Oh boy! And Mike, you know... good luck on yours. I can't wait to be a guest on the show whenever that is. Yeah, watch this an... afternoon. Oh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. You're. you're <laughs> I got to be your first guest because you're. <laughs> that's right. Emily, final thoughts. <laughs> Uh, I'm not saying we're the, you know, the the Keystone cops, but I'm not saying we're not. Well, you know, there are somehow it works out. Yeah, somehow. All right, Emily, final thoughts. Are you guys done with your words? Yes. Okay. Uh, Wait a minute. One more thought. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. In light of you know what Steve Biondo was talking about and what we've been talking about, um, just we're watching the evil and the wickedness in our in our world grow and things are just getting dimmer and dimmer and darker and darker. But God has a warning for us. Don't let your love grow cold. And there's only one way to do that. Mike talks about it all the time. Chris talks about it all the time. And that is stay in God's word. Let it continually refine your heart, but you got to be in it. You got to be reading it. You got to be hearing from him. And in that way, your love will not grow cold, even in the darkest of days. So have hope, hold fast to what you were first taught. One more time, thank you so much for spending your time with us here on No Apology with Emily and Chris. Her name is Emily. She's my best friend and bride. My name is Chris. They call me pastor now. Scary. (laughs) You get into the word of God today and you go and serve your king.